Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like, pretty much it went down. Like, I got out of the car, and I was like, all right, yeah, Chris is probably like an inch taller than I expected. And then that was it. I was like, all right, no, it's just like we've been friends for years. You know what I mean? Like, we hang out all the time. Like, that was the the quick, like, all right, yeah, I thought he was pretty tall. Give him an extra inch. Respect. <laughs> and then uh, that was pretty much that. And then we were like, all right, let's crack some beers. Have a great time. And, and that we did. The Brews and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner. You know it. You love it. It's college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more during any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Make sure you bet Maryland if they're playing against Texas. Horns down, baby. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. That's promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Booyah! Recording started. We have this thing going on up there. We got to make sure we're recording. Woo! <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 72 of the Brews and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Diehards, inebriated by Foundation Brewing Company, sponsored by DraftKings, quote, a hard listen, according to Drew's dad, and a drinkable podcast you can taste. <laughs> Woo! Speaking of Drew, and speaking of DraftKings. And speaking okay. of dads. <laughs> we got to read? Uh, no, we should edit in after, so. All right. We edit do it beforehand, in. yeah. Okay, well, we got very limited things to talk about uh but let's start with our beers drew what are you drinking Ooh, that was a crisp crack uh i have a ah i knew i had to read this sideways and i was gonna open the beer after i did it but you know what that went out the window it's a double dry hopped double india pale ale 
brewed with Motika, Mosaic, Chinook, and Sentimental Hops. Um, it's from Massland Brewing. It is Dayglow vibes, and it's got a bright pink and then like some fluorescent colors. It's good. I like that. Build to get some fresh cans soon, Drew. Purple double IPA. Yes, we will. Um, Drinkability very high for a double IPA. Seriously, like tastes very light. Like it just tastes like I don't know, like the average beer. No, it's not hard to drink this. I'm gonna go full 37, just considering wow. it's a double IPA. Yeah, good context, respectable. With that, you could definitely taste it though. At the same time, it just does not feel super heavy. So I'm gonna go with a 28 on a tasteability. Wow, uh, drinkability of 37. Highly recommend it. Wow, I really do like this beer. Cam, what you got? Pretty good stuff. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. I do want to mention though, Drew kind of mentioned it, but uh, Mass Landing has some of the better cans that I've seen. Uh, I would like if you're interested in like can art, I, if you've listened to our podcast before, you're familiar with our interest in can art. We really, really dig the shit. Um, well, that's how you pick a beer, right? You can't taste the beer until you buy it, so you pick it based on how it looks. And Mass eyes. Landing has a very distinct like art style that's really cool. Um, so I would, I would go check that out. I'm curious who designs it for him, but uh, anyway, I am drinking something far less local. Drinking some, uh, well, I can't even show the camera because my camera's not working today. But the Bud Diesels drinking some OG Budweisers, King of, King of Beers. So uh, brewed by their original process from the choicest hops, rice, and best barley malt. Those are the cheapest hops, and I was like, wow, that's just landing out there, but. Um, as of, as you guys probably know, not a huge Bud Light guy, but I do like I do like diesels a fair amount. Um, so yeah, let's let's give it a go here. Drinking out of a bottle, which is not not normal for this podcast. We're usually a can or glass kind of pod, but uh, drinkability you can and I certainly have killed quite a few of these in a day before. You can you know not quite as crushable as Bud Light, but maybe more crushable than Bud Light in some ways because it just tastes a lot better. Still relatively a light beer, you know, nothing too crazy. It's a name brand, pretty generic beer. So drinkability, I'll give it a uh, 25. That's nice middle ground on the higher side. Uh, taste, that's Budweiser. You know what you're getting. Um, give it an 18. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. I don't think I've had Budweiser on the pod before. Has anyone? Uh, I Maybe anybody. Colin. I, I believe I had. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, somebody has. Um, but to me, that seems like a total traitor move to our unofficial light beer of the Bruce and Bruins podcast Miller Light. Well, they've um, been they've been ghosting us lately. I'm a little... Yeah, they have, but we haven't <laughs> been ghosting them. Yeah, <laughs> lately. <laughs> as as uh, <laughs> you and I among others uh killed maybe like three or four uh shipments of their beer. Oh yeah. What a time. Past week. Yeah, you guys uh, heard us last week. I I haven't listened to the podcast, and I, I kind of don't want to. I don't really listen to many of the ones that I appear in, but it's not that I don't want to because I think it was bad. I just don't want to, like, ruin the secret. Like, because then I know what we talked about. Like, I, we were so buckled for that that I, I remember like, <laughs> getting outside and, like, hearing them. And I was like, oh, this is a nice vibe. I'm really enjoying it. And, like, I, I remember at the end being like, wow, like, we actually got to some hockey there, but I, I don't really want to know what it was like because then I – like, it's like opening Pandora's box. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just no magic left in it anymore if you listen to it. Uh, I mean, fully, fully agree. I, I also just don't have the time or energy to listen to us talk about hockey. I don't know why other people do, but thank you all 
appreciate that. I thank um, you all. Do, 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 do. For my beer, I have also in a purple can um, the Haze Double IPA. Uh, get it, Purple Haze um, Double IPA from Treehouse Brewing Company. Uh, that's that's the big one. That's the biggie. Uh, this is a that's the one. Eight point two percent double IPA. Ooh. And you know we we talk about how double IPAs are usually more you know well rounded, not as not as bitter. So generally generally they get a little higher on the drinkability scale than IPAs. But this one is pretty hoppy, especially for a hazy. Um, so. Drinkability, it is probably somewhere in the like 15 range. It's, you know, it's it's a heavy beer because it's a hazy, and it does have that high alcohol content, and it's it's got that little like residual bitterness that you know you don't usually see on a double IPA. Um, as far as tasteability, it's interesting. It's not flavor forward, but it has like a cool little aftertaste to it. Um, so I'm kind of on the fence about it, whether to give it a high tasteability rating, but let's just go 22. Hell yeah. Good beer too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I prefer most of their other offerings. This is the first time I've had this one. Um, but you know, as far as double IPAs go, uh, I do like a, a double IPA that reminds me that it's an IPA. So I'm not just like constantly shoving them down my throat and getting hung over the next day. <clears throat> are we still so, phrasing or no nope no all right <laughs> um yeah so i mean let's start off with uh we cam and i sorry drew um got to got to hang out at lake champlain this past yeah. week we finally completed the uh the Bruce and bruins in-person circle because we've had me and drew drew and chris and now me and chris so we just got to yeah. get us all together here, which hopefully will be soon. So, uh, Lancey and Jess got to got to meet all of us, as, other than Drew. Uh, <laughs> Lancey has met Drew. Um, yeah, so it was, it was good to good to you know hang out. And vibes were good. Vibes were great. I was saying to like people earlier, like they were like, "Oh, how was it like meeting them?" And I was like, "Oh, so it's like we were meeting each other. Yeah, like it's not it didn't, like it didn't it feel didn't, weird at all. It totally did not feel like the first time we were like I said earlier. I was like, pretty much it went down. Like I got out of the car and I was like, "All right, yeah, Chris is probably like an inch taller than I expected." And then that was it. I was like, "All right, no, it's just like we've been friends for years. You know what I mean? Like we hang out all the time. Like that was the the quick like, all right, yeah, I thought he was pretty tall. Give him an extra inch, respect." <laughs> and then uh, that was pretty much that. And then we we're like, "All right, let's crack some beers and have a great time." And, and that we did. Um, it was a, it was a bad weekend to be a beer, though. <laughs> it certainly was. I my my big takeaway from you know the whole week. Um, shouts to Lancey who stuck around for for the whole time. Um, I mean, Dave Dave was there the second longest after me because he showed up on Sunday, and then Lancey showed up on what is either Monday or Tuesday. Um, yeah, he showed up on Monday because he recorded. He was podcast. Monday, yeah, because he was for Jess, um, yeah. And yeah, so uh, I mean, Lancey, I, he wanted to hang and like shouts to him, him, like putting himself in a situation where he's just like hanging out with a bunch of people he doesn't really know. Um, and he stuck around for the whole week. And, you know, I, the vibes were vibes were pretty excellent when it was just me, him and Dave, too, because by then we were pretty exhausted and uh, had just been, you know, crushing beers all week and 
playing playing drinking games and being up and active and then by the time everyone else left we were kind of like how about we just vibe out and watch some movies whatever's on cable um still crushing beers we we had to make we had to make two more beer runs (laughs) that Um, sounds about right and those there were not light beer runs either they were (laughs) it's like we were grabbing a quick 12 pack or anything so yeah um, I will say I was watching like living vicariously through Lancey's Twitter account those last couple of days and Instagram <laughs> and stuff. And I was like sitting at work and I was like, fuck, I was there like a day ago and I'm already like big time FOMO. But yeah. um, it was fun. And we also I don't even want to say we because I, I can't take any credit in this, but perhaps the greatest drinking game of all time was invented this weekend. Absolutely. Last weekend, I guess. Um, we want to want to run through the we can run through the rules real quick if anybody wants to. Yeah, I think like this is worth doing. I promise you, this will be one of the best drinking games you ever play if you give it a go. So. Yeah. So basically, all you need is a beer pong table, twelve beer pong cups, uh, and cornhole, and a die for beer die. Uh, and basically, the scoring seems a little complicated at first, but once you kind of get the hang of it, it's pretty easy. Basically, each row of cups counts for, you know, the front cup is one point, middle cups are two points, and the back cups are three points. And every time you hit a cup, you go throw a bag for cornhole, and, like, normal cornhole scoring uh, is is enacted there. Um, and then beard eye comes into play on rollbacks. So anytime you, you get a rollback, you can toss a beard eye for, you know, normal beard eye rules. Yeah, and you know, winning team wins. You play till uh, cups are done. One team is clear from cups, and then uh, yeah, whoever has the most points between the pong and the bag. You know, it's a nice like because some people are like, you know, I like playing both, but like, oh, I'm really good at pong, or like, you know, it gives everybody something to offer. I think it's such a good balance, and it surprised me how much like because you can dominate at pong and and just yeah. clear the board that way, or you can just be really good at cornhole and take it down that way um and if you're active and get those rebounds you get scoring opportunities with the beer die um which is scoring out but yeah this well i again i'm used to a longer table so and and (laughs) i did i even prefaced it by saying i am used to i'm a run up and throw kind of beer guy and we didn't have room with the tree there so it was a little i was a little out of my element but (laughs) but i will admit i had i think at least four throws and i think i'm only tabled one of the last ones so and Matt I, I, hitting 250 is not, you know, not the best, but, um, but no, I was surprised by how well like the scoring worked because I was just like, oh, whatever team finishes their cups first is going to win every time, and like the bags are fun, but it's kind of pointless. And then we started playing, and I was like, oh no, 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 I was wrong. Like the bags yeah. really matter. And there's an interesting strategy if it's like, hey, you're ahead a cup or two, like, do you try to like just speed to it and, and finish out the other team knock out their cups or do you have to try to like really go for the threes and like get the bags so there's a lot more thinking involved um not that it's like a heavy mental load or anything but like there is some strategy to it as far we, as we did start off having to like keep track of the score on a sheet of paper but then once you realize that you can pretty quickly like figure out what the score is by like what's left on the board yeah long wise and what you've sunk uh bags wise um, unless you're just like hitting every like holding out every bag like that could get hard to keep track of but um yeah i mean it, it's fun game we we played like a triple overtime game and had yeah. some really intense comebacks and uh, leaves a lot of opportunity for for fun shit to happen yeah big time fan. i think we've kind of discussed 
I mean, we did like our board games uh, bracket last year, which a lot of the listeners probably aren't familiar with because that might have been before their time. But um, let's just go around here. What's everybody's favorite drinking game to play? Like with you know a good group of friends. Drew, what do you? What's your go-to? We made this game once called Moose. Um, I feel like it's a public health hazard. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it uh. Honestly, the rules are written down on someone's iPhone notes application. Like, you know, it's that kind of game. <laughs> like That's the only place games, you yeah. can get the rules. Um, but it's a card game. And like if you if you get an ace, you have to like drink for four seconds and then you do three seconds for queen and stuff like that or shots or so i I don't know the rules change every game i need to find like the official rules i think my buddy james has them uh so if you're listening on your commute right now james as you sometimes do send me them rules um but as for like standard ones i kind of like kings um kings is great but uh on my short list um defuse the bomb is probably my absolute favorite and i think it goes by a number of names but you have like nine cards in the middle face up and you have to call higher or lower and you kind of work uh, as a team up the river you, down the river is another another name for that uh, yeah like, like a ride, ride the bus, bus kind of thing yeah, yeah okay yeah it's similar to ride the bus but it, it is it's different than that though huh yeah yeah it's team you work as a team and every time you guess wrong you have to flip over a card and once all the cards are flipped over you lose and everybody has to chug okay. if you get it wrong you have to drink if you get a uh goal post which is guessing higher or lower but the same number comes up everybody drinks if you Ooh. guess goal post you get to flip over a pile that's been flipped over so damn Bold fun strategy. game nice yeah i mean i i, I had kings on my short list that's um that's a good one i think asshole um classic card drinking game that always makes somebody feel terrible um and i always <laughs> I always love those um beer pong classic um but I, I think my my favorite to play like one or two games of because you can't really play a bunch of them um is beer ball where I do love have, beer ball you, you can play two on two you can play one on one you have your beer sitting in front of you and you can yeah it depends on what you play i like playing with cans or bottles interesting Um, i've never heard that one bottles the the ball bounces farther and and that's cool but do you still have to crack the top or no like you do with a can or do you start with a cracked uh yeah i've done both um okay i i've so i've done with twist offs but that ended up with like a lot of people cutting their hands open (laughs) you can see Um, that (laughs) yeah I, i think probably best to just start with it cracked um then it's a literal it, public health hazard <laughs> yeah um but yeah if, you, if you're not familiar with the rules basically you you throw a ping pong ball at your opponent's can or bottle and if you hit it they have to go retrieve the ball and bring it back and touch the table with it and in that time you chug as much of your beer as you can and first person to finish their beer wins uh and then w- with cans you can you know, do things like knock their can off of the table and then they have to start a new beer, you know, stuff like that. It's it's a fun game, but like it, once you start chugging a lot of beers, it stops being uh, the a game. You can, yeah, you, you can't play a lot of games. Right? Yeah. Uh, similarly, I, I am a huge baseball fan, which I won't even try to explain the rules because it's just way too complicated. If, you, if you're not familiar with baseball, I really suggest you look it up. It's, it's super fun if you have like a big group 
kind of keep everybody engaged. Um, played a lot of that. I had a, I had a round and me and my buddy Luke used to play in college all the time. And we were like, just whoever else could be on our team. We were always teammates and we did like a two V two game or like a three V three game one time that ended. And we had like 72 runs and <laughs> we set like the record for our, our, you know, friend group for college and stuff. And I actually had somebody text me recently being like, Oh, we've been playing a ton of baseball and still nobody has even come close to your record. And I was like, glad I'm cemented into history in some way, but um, that one. And then I think the other, only other one that I haven't heard mentioned here that I'm a really big fan of is uh, Cheers to the Governor. Oh, yeah. And with a good group of friends around like a bonfire in the pool or something like that. And it doesn't take a whole lot of explaining either. No, not really. Yeah. It's you explain one rule and then you just, you just go for it. So um, it's, it's in the same vein as, as Kings and an asshole where like, certain one thing enacts someone to be able to create a rule and uh and that's always fun for me yeah mayhem it's a it's a vicious cycle between trying to remember all the rules and continuously drinking more and more you can see how that gets difficult but uh it's a great game yeah all right so we got we got like a couple of things i guess first one to talk about would be uh chris kelly and adam mcquade are now employed by the bruins again I like that. Um, does anyone have up like what their actual job titles are? Uh, well, Kells is going to be assistant coach, I believe. Correct. Sounds right to me. I think Kells mm-hmm. is an assistant coach. And I believe Quayer was a player development coordinator, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes. Sounds um, cool. I you know exactly <laughs> what that means. I think I, I would imagine he's it's gonna the be type of thing of like working with the the prospects and stuff like that. Yeah, he's gonna teach him how to fight and be tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just and grow mullet, molding the young defenseman of tomorrow. Just yeah. mullet, mullets everywhere. On, <laughs> <laughs> so I said the Glenn McQuaid's goal. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's. Uh, I love both those guys. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I that's, think I think that's awesome to bring that kind of those kind of personalities and experience into the room or into the organization at least. Well, and it says a lot about the Bruins organization in and of itself that players who are not from the area who played for the team for, you know, an extended period of time, but not for their entire careers. Um, what would come back and, and take positions uh, for the team. And I feel like that's a, that's a thing that a lot of players who play in Boston and in many sports do. Um, and that's always, that's always cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also cool for like, um, somebody like a younger Bruins fan like myself who like I'm, I'm starting to get to the, the age where like some of these players were the guys that I watched growing up who are now, you know, it's like the Bruce Cassidy situation for people who are a little bit older than I am. Right. Where you watch this guy play and now seeing him on the management side, like the Jason Veritek for the Red Sox. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, he's not like the manager yet, um, but he was specifically who I was thinking of. When <laughs> yeah. It happens in Boston for other sports too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cool. Like to see guys, especially like on that Stanley cup team, that's like the one that's held the highest, at least from, for my lifetime, um, regardless of whether that was actually the best Bruins team we've seen uh, as far as talent goes, they're the ones who got it done. So it's kind of cool to see them uh, like Chris said, stick around, you know, 10, 12 years later now at this point. Uh, well, I guess 10 years later at this point, um, and, and still doing it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can't speak to the specifics. I don't know either of them personally, but from everything I've seen, it seems like they're, uh, the type of guys that the Bruins would want to have around the organization. And I think obviously this signing indicates that, but, uh, it's cool to see them sticking around for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess other stuff, uh, 
Right, and Drew, you have anything to add on that? I think the, the mullets say it all. <laughs> I, I guess uh, other other stuff top of my mind. Uh, the Boston Pride roster came out. A um, couple new additions. Obviously, some some big losses from from last year. Basically, losing all their centers except for Jillian Dempsey. So, um, didn't seem like a full roster uh, was announced because there were only nine forwards um, and three goalies. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, I mean. There's there's a team looks fine. Every, everyone seems excited for the players who are there. Repeat. I'm, I'm hoping for it. Um, yeah, and then then our our dear friend Mallory Soliotis has some uh, some new merch with the Power Forward. Um, already dropped some bills on that. So uh, yeah, go go do that. I uh I believe there was a another goaltender that came in that was pretty strong. I'm trying to pull it up uh, here, but um, yeah, there I'm was like an interesting see. thing where she she has like a past of like supporting the whole like barstool thing against uh yeah that that was the yeah. the like NWHL barstool bullshit and she was on the like barstool side of that stuff. So um got some boots on the ground trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, yeah, shouts to DF Pendris, but um, I'll say aside from that, from a pure hockey standpoint, I'm interested to see what the situation is there, just because of how strong Lavisa Salander was last year. I mean, and Victoria Hansen was good time. too, and and both of them really. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Is it's interesting to see them bring in another goaltender who, from from the sounds of it, might have a shot at starting a fair number of games and stuff with how strong their goaltending was uh, last season. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. Um, I'm a big-time Salander stand because of her time at RPI, but... Uh, I like Scandinavian goalies, so, like, I'm... I'm yeah, it works out. Salander, so. <laughs> works out for sure. Excited, though. When uh, the schedule is at... That did drop, I believe. Schedule's out, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... There's like remember, a uh, twenty game schedule, games. just uh Saturday, Sundays, um going for like the whole winter. So November sixth and seventh is the opening weekend, yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be absolutely sick. Love love that timing wise. Um mm-hmm. that's gonna be a cool like insertion to my uh to my weekends during football season two. Um yeah, it's gonna uh, I'm excited. It mm-hmm. was it, obviously like event viewing having the the end double bubble um for like a couple days before it got shut down and then the uh the eventual playoffs those were cool because it was such a small like it just very much like every game mattered so much and and all eyes were on it um but having the full season is going to be a lot of fun too yeah definitely looking forward to an extended season again for sure yeah, we'll uh, we'll have some people on to like actually break down the rosters, like people who know what they're talking about soon. <laughs> yes, and we'll hopefully get Mallory back soon. I, I'm still can't yeah, believe we're... that it's been twice <laughs> now, and I was not available for either one. Yeah, but, the, yeah we're um, gonna one day I'll get to long... meet my heroes. So. Yeah, no, she's never coming on a Monday. We're gonna just constantly have her come on different days. <laughs> awesome, thank um, you for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, we just pretty much only comes on on Thursdays. I don't think she'll come on if she meets you. So. <laughs> that's probably fair yeah this is i act like this is an accident this is probably strategic oh it is me and chris yeah. talked about it we're like after the first one we're like look 
Cam's just gonna ruin this for us. Yep. Like we got. Right. I'm a team player. That's okay. We can let that go. <laughs> for the better, for the betterment of the pod. Sorry. Well, for the pod. All right. Well, uh, that does it for this episode. Um, we're gonna just power through and record the next one. Um, so yeah. Thanks. Bye.